Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. How is everybody doing? And welcome to today's I Love Real Estate Student Success, success Story. All right, so uh, without further ado, um, I would like to welcome Mary. Mary is uh, has been a student for quite a number of years and she also spoke on stage um, a few years ago, I think it was 2018, Super Conference, um, and shared her story there. She's still been doing some pretty amazing things and she's very, very prominent within the uh, Adelaide uh, community, Isle of Real Estate community, as well as around um, a number of other cities as well. So. Mary, how are you doing? I'm going really well, Michael. Hi, everyone. Excellent. Are you excited? Ready to share a little bit about your story? Oh, certainly am. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Good to hear. Good to hear. All right. So, look, I think one of the first things to do is, um, should we start off a little bit um, at the beginning? And can you give us a little bit of an idea of what you were like? I mean, where were you coming from before you joined? A little bit of an overview we were coming from before you joined the uh, the community there. Yeah, sure. Um, I suppose a lot of people start their, their property journey um, with their principal place of residence. And I suppose that was my, my journey, um, buying what everyone sort of told you, buy the worst house in, a, in the best street and renovate it and sell it and, you know, upgrade to the next one. So I did that about um, three times. Um, and at the time I was living in Sydney. Um, and made some good um, some good money, you know, um, out of that. Like improved my equity situation. Um, um, obviously, Sydney, you know, often would have the double digit, you know, uh, growth. Um, but I suppose I was just relying on that natural that natural growth. Um, and then I, because I was earning a high income, you know, my accountant advised me, you know, should negative gear, and obviously the negative gearing was the the big the big trend. Um, you know, reduce your tax, reduce your tax. And, um, and so uh, I did that, you know, um, at least once or twice. Um, also did purchase a property with my brother. Um, I bought a, a commercial prop, a resi commercial property. He didn't, he hadn't bought property before. And uh, we had, um, he could get a loan and uh, we had some, you know, some cash. And so we bought a property together. And, um, and at the time, I didn't really know it was called a joint venture, but we did hold that property for a couple of years, got some good cash flow um, and made a nice capital, capital gain. And, uh, and so, yeah, that was sort of the, the start um, of, of the journey. Fantastic. So you were doing joint ventures before you even knew what they were. That's right. Before I knew that's what they were called and, and how to do them properly you know, in terms of the right structures and the right, the right legals, you know, I think I've, that's one of the things in, in the community, you know, you learn how to do them properly in terms of, um, you know, the, from an accounting point of view, asset protection and obviously the legal side of things. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah that, that's been a big, a big learning. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Now, now, look, there was there was something that um, I think that happened uh, to you as well. That was a bit of a, a bit of a changing point for you to decide to to, to change, um, and that was I think was it something about with your do you dropping was it your daughter off to school or something was something. That oh, happened that's around? right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was, that, that was I mean, living in Sydney, um, um, as anyone who does live in Sydney knows, it's a pretty crazy place, and. Um, I had this pivotal moment. Um, so I'm working, you know, as this executive. I'm, you know, uh, sort of the main breadwinner, um, and uh, and sort of really suffering from that, you know, busy mum syndrome. You know, juggling so many 
balls, you know, organising everything, you know, very working very long hours. And there was one day I dropped my, as I, as I would normally do, drop my daughter off. Um, and this one day um, I found a car park right outside, you know, the literally the door of the, of the school. And I would normally get out of the car and walk her in, but I was thinking, oh, she needs a little bit of independence. Sometimes she needs to be able to walk into school by herself. And so I let her do that one, this one day. Um, and goodbye, see you. And then I was halfway to work. I was driving from um, from Concord West to, to Liverpool and I get this phone call saying, um, we've got your daughter. I'm going, well, what's happened? What's happened? And they told me that it was a pupil-free day and my I just couldn't believe that I'd done that, that I'd somehow missed the communication because I, I don't know, where was it stuck in her bag? This is before, you know, you know, you got these, you know, internet messages or whatever. Um, I just didn't know. And she was only eight. I was horrified. And I was just so lucky that the teachers actually had a, um, a, a development day. Otherwise, that little girl, I mean, she didn't have a mobile phone. She didn't have a key to the house, or, you know. I don't even know whether she would have been able to walk home and just freaking out, you know. Um, and I just, I was that pivotal moment. I realised I just wasn't, I wasn't, you know, doing things well, you know, like just this whole juggling and being really time poor, um, you know, what the hell was I doing, you know, um, pursuing this career, locked into sort of negative gearings. I had to keep working, but then, then neglecting my child and like abandoning her. <laughs> Wow. It was horrible. I thought, oh God, something's got to give. You know, this isn't this isn't the lifestyle for me. You know, trying to have it all. You know, but actually not having it all. You know, wow. so quite a quite a challenge. So, but she was okay. She was good. Um, it was just me freaking out, and I thought, oh, what have I done? You know, how 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 stupid of me? Because then all the mum guilt happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, just incredibly lucky as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure others have done the same, but um, you know, I'm usually a very organised person. But that was just one thing that I missed, and uh, and you kind of think about what could have happened, what could have happened, and uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, well, so, that was, so this was kind of a pivotal point where you weren't. You had to reassess. Yes, I did. You had I to did. reassess. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, so what happened? Was that was that like the deciding factor for you to go? You know what? I need to look elsewhere, and that's how you came into I Love Real Estate. How, how did that? How did that occur? Um, it was a couple of things. Um, what I realised that that I was really tied to this, um, you know, this investment cycle of negative gearing, which which meant that I had to keep working. Um, because you know, obviously, your, your cash flow is impacted a fair a fair bit, and and I was just sort of on this. I knew there was something else that had to had to happen. I, I felt that my knowledge wasn't wasn't quite there, so I went went and saw a financial planner, thinking, "Hey, there must be other investments like shares, or um, you know." And um, but of course, what then ended up happening? They were they weren't able to advise me about property because I really liked property. I had, had some good success with property, um, but of course, then they were they were spruiking things like um, you know tree plantations and and um, and truffle farms, you know, and they couldn't advise me about about property. Um, so I wasn't happy with those types of investments. And um, and then I suppose I, I started researching, okay, what's out there in terms of learning about property? Because I wasn't going to get it through my financial planner and my accountant was still insisting on this negative gearing. Um, and that's when I discovered, uh, you know, Dymphna's program. Um, I think I went to a, I think it was just a one-day event um, and, uh, and pretty much signed up, you know, um, on the day because... You know, I my eyes just opened up to the possibilities. You know, I was I was thinking about property investing in a very narrow way, um, and she just opened my eyes up to to there were so many different ways of investing and um, and also 
about how to structure things so that you weren't caught up in this negative gearing um, trap, basically. So it was a, it was very it was very contrarian to what what everybody else was saying, and I really liked that. Mm. So you didn't end up. Luckily, you didn't buy any kind of tree plantations or truffle farms or anything like no, that. No, I didn't. I didn't. Very good. No, okay. I didn't. I avoided those. I did buy shares. I did. I have got shares. Um, yep. but I didn't do that sort of. I think speculative stuff. And maybe people have made money, um, but I just didn't trust um, the accountant and the and the and the financial claims. I know they were getting commissions. It was like that time, you know, where the industry was very unregulated and they were getting a lot of a lot of commissions from these um, investment companies. Mm-hmm. So low yeah. trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so 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 what what was the first things you got into? When you when you, I mean obviously you're getting into the training. What give us a bit of an idea of, of how that was for you because you've mentioned well, your training, eyes opened up. So. Yeah, so the training was was um, you know, I went to several boot camps, the one day events. Um, you know, I was, you know, one of the things I really love about the community and, and, and what Divna offers is that just that richness of information, you know, that there's the specialist streams like, you know, the property development or, um, you know, cash flow property or strategies um, or purchasing property with superannuation. So you can you get that overview um, of all the possible strategies and then she'll deep dive you know, in terms of the content, deep dive into specific areas um, and so I spent a lot of time, you know, going through the through the content, attending boot camps, um, and really my eyes opened up to the to the possibilities. Uh, and probably the, the one area that I, I did learn about was about joint ventures, um, and uh, and that's sort of been my my journey sort of over the last the last few years. That I realised that I could do things um, using either either my money or not my own money, but pooling my resources with other people. Um, you know, who maybe had sort of experiences or knowledge or money that I didn't have. So that whole concept of bringing parties together um, to to fill the gap um, and be able to do a deal that you wouldn't otherwise want to be. Like one of my first joint ventures after the training was I was 100% the money partner and I had someone else be the working partner. Um, That was a project in Western Sydney. We did a, um, purchased a bomb and um and renovated it and made a nice little profit um and he did most of the work but we kind of collaborated together from a project management perspective and a couple of times i, I would come over and help with the cleanup or um help with a bit of state or you know pre-cleaning before the for the before the sales and um i really liked that that was a really good opportunity because i was still working full-time at the stage and i knew that i i didn't have the the time um, and even somehow the know-how, like hands-on, to do to do that renovation. So that was leveraging, um, you know, his time and his skills, um, and he leveraged off me in terms of the money. I, I fully funded that project. That that's kind of really key from your your side as well with joint ventures, isn't it? Understanding yes. those leverage points and and utilizing the the strengths where your strengths are, and obviously where your weaknesses yeah. are, you're leveraging off somebody else's strengths as well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And then they were able to get some, you know, a nice return that they could then put into another deal, you know, themselves. Um, so that was a you know a win win, um, and it was a it wasn't a, a long project, but it was also a way that we could get to know each other um, and um, and potentially do another 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 opportunity. Yeah. A, a nice entry deal. How did that stack up um, dollars-wise for both of you? Um, we made about. Um, and this is like this is sort of early on. So it's about that would have been in two thousand and sixteen. We made about a hundred a hundred k. 
on that one. Okay. Was that um, was that was that each? Was it? No, that was all together. Okay. Okay. Together. Cool. Yep, um, yep. The market in Sydney had actually dropped a bit, and uh, and in hindsight, that deal would have been better to have been a hold rather than a flip. Um, so, hindsight. Yes. Hindsight. Yes. Yes. In hindsight, it would have been better to hold, and probably what I should have done if I'd only known was to have the property revalued and then pay him out the um, the equity uplift. And, and then I should have retained that property because yes, it would have gone. It's probably gone up quite a lot of a lot, and and it would have been um, from a cash flow point of view quite a good property because we made it. We turned it from a three bedroom, one bathroom to a four bedroom, two bathroom. Mm, wow. Okay. Yeah. But so, either way, yeah. even with the market dropping, you you, you picked up fifty k each. Yeah. 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 So city oh. does drop sometimes, <laughs> or slumps <laughs> for a period of time. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. 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 Uh, now I really want to kind of you've got a really interesting insight into stacking strategies as well. Yes. Um, and this is something that I think is is a really Dipnet talks about this a lot. I know a number of the students talk about it. Can you give me a, or give everyone a bit of an understanding about how you understand stacking strategies? What does that mean? Yeah. And can you give us a bit of an example of that? Of what? Because I know that you've we've we've mentioned one as well. Yeah. That's right. So stacking strategies is where you apply more than one, um, I call it tactic, property tactic. Um, so it could be that you um, might be applying a cash flow strategy on top of a, a growth strategy. Um, so I'm now looking at properties where I can add value in a couple of ways. One is to boost the cash flow. Uh, and this might be in a period of time that you might be waiting to develop the property um, and um, alternatively that, you know, that there's maybe a land component to that property that you might then be able to subdivide. So it could provide you cash flow um, or it could be a property that you might partially sell off um, and then do a development in terms of you do a subdivision and maybe you do construction. So you're applying multiple, multiple approaches to get the maximum um, return from the one, the one property. Um, so, for example, I've got one currently in, in Adelaide, and uh, it's uh, there's a bit of a story to this one. Do you want to hear the backstory to this one? Well, it's it, it. I think it's interesting to kind of drill down on this point because this is this is yeah. really it's a really interesting kind of way of taking a more advantage of a situation than just That's looking right. at it through through one 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 set of eyes. It's yes. like and what you said earlier on was that your eyes are opened up and I think that this point is really interesting to actually to, to expand on so yeah please tell us about this one because this this one in Adelaide it, it so sounds... this one um, came about um, because the owner was under a bit of stress um, it's opposite a major hospital in Adelaide and um, she owned a nursing home and on either side of the nursing home um, are these apartment blocks um, one that she was using them as respite um, and um, and short-term accommodation um, she had tried to sell the whole the whole complex um, a couple of times and just couldn't get a buyer and then what she did was she subdivided the apartments from the main nursing home um, and was going to put them on the market um, individually um, so I came across the the first property which she had had just put onto the market and it was um, 
five uh, homets or villas, as they call them, 1960s villas, um, on a single title, two bedrooms each, and, um, and each with a little courtyard. Um, and the agent told me, oh, she's actually going to be, she's got another property. Um, she hasn't yet put it on the market. And I said, well, show, show it to me. Um, so I went and had a look at it. And, um, and that was just literally a bookend property, just literally on the other side of the, of the nursing home. Um, and that, that consisted of eight um, studio apartments. And I had a JV partner for the first one, but I didn't actually have anybody for the, this other one. And I said, I'm going to buy them both and I'll, I'll work out how. I can get a JV partner. So I had no, I had no money for either. I had one JV partner um, and then ended up finding some JV partners for the second one. And, and in fact, I, I invested in that one as well. I put some money from my, my super. I had some cash sitting in my super doing nothing. Um, but it just come out of another deal. Um, and I so, knew that I could buy into this. So just, just to clarify, mm. you started off and so this has started off, the one strategy is no money down deal. No money down deal. Okay, that's the first one. Okay, cool. All right, yep. keep on yep. keep, keep on going. Let's let's yep. find and out because, more. Because because we we were able to we were looking to purchase the two the two lots. We were able to negotiate the price quite quite down, you know. So she was open to negotiations, and no one had seen the other. This other one wasn't even on the market. Um, so I was able to secure the JV partners. I said I threw money into it. So badly scrambling, trying to um, amongst the community and amongst uh, some friends. Um, I found some some partners and um, yeah, so we we purchased them and um, so the first one I ended up again a bit of that wasn't a stacking strategy that was um, a community title because they were on a single single title um, doing some renovations and then selling them um, so we sold them down um, and then the the eight units um that's where we've actually done a lot more stacking so uh the zoning was amazing it's a, a medical precinct zone and it actually allows us to go three three to four levels so our plan is actually to um, get a da and um, demolish the units and turn them into um, a shop uh, consulting rooms and potentially one level of apartments um, and in the meantime, what we did, we started off with a stage one approach was to increase the, um, the rental return. Uh, and, sorry, and by the way, um, we immediately got an equity uplift of like we each paid 145000 for each unit um, and they've been valued at 200000 So we basically got over 50K uplift, equity uplift because, because we were able to negotiate the price, the price down by buying the two. Um, so what we've done is we, we reviewed all the tenancies, um, increased the rent, and we put two on Airbnb. And what's been fantastic about this particular deal is because we're opposite the hospital, um, you know, no problems getting tenants in um, because we've got this job hub. Um, it's quite close to the city and close to Glenelg. Uh, and also... Um, the, we're providing a service to the community. Um, we have uh, people from the regions coming to stay with us. They're you know, either accompanying a patient. Um, so even during COVID, when they cancelled the elective surgery, we were still getting um, people coming in to, to book into our Airbnb uh, premises. And um, so it's, from a cash flow point of view, it's bringing us a lot, probably 
um, at least a thousand a month more than if we each than if we had put it in the, the long term rental market. Okay, so let me just let me just see if we can we can track down here. So <laughs> there's, a lot, you, there's a lot in that one. <laughs> there's a, I know, I know. So the, so the, the property at the front that was a, a commercial strata title and a Renault and uplift and sell. Is that correct? It was. It was. It was a, the first one was. Um, so the one that the one we sold is that what you're talking about? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that was five five um, apartments, single level apartments. We renovated two, and we sold and we sold sold them. And we, sorry, and, we, and community titled them. Yeah. And community title community title. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's called community title in um, in Adelaide. Okay, great. So that was on one side. On the other side, you've got the equity uplift. That was yes. 50, 50K per apartment, and that's eight of them. Is that right? Yeah. That's 400K uplift. You yep. increased the rental yield? Yes. Yep, cool. Uh, yep. And then also you've done the DA. We're in the process of doing the DA. That's stage, stage two. Okay. And that's it was a no money down deal? No money down deal. Okay. Is it anything else? Did you do anything else or was that? Was we, that... Well, we also did a feasibility on whether we should do renovations like in the short term to increase the yield and maybe increase the equity, but we decided it wasn't worth it. So we did do a little fees on that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so how does that stack up just from, from a, from the dollar side of things? How does that, how does that kind of work out? Obviously you've got the equity uplift, 400k. Oh, sorry, and the and the and the cash flow has increased a thousand. At least a um, so we're probably uh, sort of we're getting about a net return net of about six six percent. Six percent return. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So what? So it's making money. It's made money whilst we're investigating the the second strategy, which is to actually do a development, like commercial development. And there's um, yeah, there's quite a bit of money to be made in that one. Um, that's a, that's a longer term strategy. So it was it was really important that we had the right JV partners that were happy to go through from the beginning to the end. We've got you know we've got a JV agreement has quite detailed um, stage gates um, and decision points. Um, and so we're at the point now that we have all agreed that we will take it to the DA stage when we get to that point. We'll also have to assess whether we actually do the construction or whether we sell um, sell the property with the DA um, or take it to the to the full construction and then to get further uplift we need to find a, a, a prime tenant to move into or a couple of prime tenants to move into the property because the commercial property will be worth more with a long-term tenant uh, and we also know there's a market because of our experience with um, you know running you know, the Airbnb and, and, and we're self-managing the, the property from a property management perspective. Um, but there is a market for single people sort of short-term as in, you know, three-month rentals and then obviously servicing the hospital. Um, the hospital's now started its um, upgrade, its stage three upgrade, which is building a whole new um, uh, emergency department. Um, so we knew when we bought it that they were going to be doing it, but it was still... I don't think the DA had even been lodged by, by Department of Health. Well, they're actually starting the construction now. They've got um, the the um, the, uh, the scaff not the scaffolding. They've got the um, the fencing now with a big um, signage with all the renders for the new hospital. So that's actually fantastic because that that means there'll be more facilities, better facilities, um, um, and it's going to you know attract more people um, uh, to to the to the location. Mm. 
Now, this is not something that you went straight after doing your first JV now, was it? No, it wasn't. You did a, and, did a few others. It, kind of it evolved. I mean, you know, we just were looking for apartment blocks to, to renovate and, and community title. But this particular property just, you know, revealed so much potential. Um, we just, and, we, and it was the right zone that we could actually do this because it is this special precinct, medical precinct zone. Yep. Got it. Got it. So maybe a a more simple deal that you would have done earlier, you did with your brother. Oh, yes. This is the one I did for love. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to share a little bit about what you did there? Yes. I, I was getting a little bit annoyed with him because um, he had a bit of quite a bit of lazy money sitting in um, in super, just sitting there as cash. I think he got a bit spooked when the... Oh, God, this, is, this would have been when the IT bubble burst. This was, an even, this was pre-GFC and... Um, and it was sitting there not earning him a lot of money. I think he was only getting about 380 or maybe $400 interest a month. And he had quite a bit of money sitting in there. And uh, he, uh, I said to him, look, I'm going to buy you a property. And it turned out that he was going overseas sailing and uh, he made me, he made me his power of attorney. <laughs> he was awake. <laughs> and I thought, oh, good, good on me. I'm going to do something. And, uh, and he trusts me. I'm his twin twin sister. He's my twin brother, and I joke and say that uh, we've been a joint venture since you know in in utero. You know, we uh, partners for life. Uh, <laughs> so um, I ended up buying him a um, a property in the Sunshine Coast because at that time I was living in in Brisbane and got to know the Brisbane and the Sunshine Coast market pretty well. Um, and uh, I bought him a, a property. Um, which uh, has turned out to be really, really good for him. Um, he's um, gone from earning, I said, about $400 a month um, in interest to about nearly 3800 a month in terms of the rental yield. Um, and because uh, the Sunshine Coast you know, property market has just been going up, 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 and obviously these last few, few six months has gone crazy. I mean, I think he's had at least 150000 equity uplift and probably going, going strong. So that one... Um, it was a corner block. We did a small renovation. We converted a garage into a, um, a studio. And uh, so we had two rental incomes. Um, and, yeah, it's just a set-and-forget property. And no problems. I mean, the vacancy rates there are so low, um, no problem renting. And just mm -hmm. the, you know, the equity increase is just, you know, incredible. So I think he's happy with that one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and how much did you get from that deal? Oh God, nothing. Just love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, nice one. And it's interesting you say yes. You've been a joint venture for your whole life. My whole life, yes, yep. yes. Indeed, indeed. Now, j just on the point of joint ventures, do you want to just kind of expand a little bit on 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 how you look at joint ventures? Like, how does it work from you? Because I know that Dimna has she has a JV agreement and yes. It, it really, it doesn't always work or sometimes it does. It's, it, there's, a, there's a bit of a requirement and you have a bit of a, a process about going through to confirm it's going to work. Yeah. Um, well, as joint ventures are quite complex. Um, sometimes people ask, you know, should you find the deal or do you find the JV partners, which comes first? Um, for me, it's finding the JV partners. That's got to be um, the primary thing. Um, a, a JV arrangement will only ever work if you have that mutual understanding of what your needs are 
Um, and, and for me, if I'm the working partner, it's really important that I understand, you know, the risk appetite of the partner um, and, and also to what kind of strategy they want, you know, what, do, what results do they want to achieve, you know, do they want to invest short term, um, are they willing to hold for maybe bigger returns, is cash flow or chunk deal really important for them. Um, and everyone's needs are different. Um, and I certainly have had experience where I've thought I've understood what they need um, and then have brought a deal that matches that. Um, and some people have, um, you know, literally, you know, run away. They thought, oh, no, this is too complicated. Because um, what I do, I always present things like, always start off with a confidentiality agreement. Now, I'm very good at documenting these things. I present a information memorandum so that people understand what the deal is about, the strategy, what, you know, a mini FISO, so what returns they can expect. Um, I even have a, have a pre-JV agreement. So we're, in principle, we're agreeing to move forward because I'm not going to, I mean, to construct a joint venture agreement takes quite a lot of time. Um, so if they're not commit, actually committing to the next stage, you know, I need to know that straight up. Um, and then it's the JV agreement where everything gets documented um, and then being able to walk through that and, and, and being able to step in, into each other's shoes because if you're the working partner or sometimes you could be a working partner and an investor. I've, I've been both. I've been a joint money partner and the working partner. Um, and then I've brought in a, you know, like someone else to compliment me because I may, I may not have the serviceability um, or enough equity. Um, so it's really important to step into each other's shoes to understand, okay, well, what are the risks? What's, what are the opportunities? Who can contribute roles and responsibilities? Um, and work through our exit strategies. Like if the deal isn't, if, for example, if, you know, if the market shifts and, and, you know, selling isn't a good thing, okay, well, can we afford to hold on and how long and when do we review? Um, so it's really important that everybody understands each other's role um, and their contribution. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, and, uh, you know, it's really important that you build those relationships. And I've certainly had people that, you know, thinking they were ready to sign the joint venture agreement and um, they've, they've pulled out, you know. Um, I even had one the other day, unfortunately, where um, I presented a deal and um, someone actually had signed the contract of purchase on the property and, um, it, as it turned out, when um, you know the husband, her husband was looking at the the opportunity. He thought he understood, but he didn't understand, um, and he just got very nervous. And she had literally had to pull out of the deal. So, um, and it's not that we didn't have all that documentation. So it's really important that you have the right person, and 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 that they're able to see the deal through to the end, uh, and that you also have stages, you know, of decisions where people can exit, you know. Um, if they need to. Um, but it's also important that, that everyone, you know, um, values each other's contribution uh, and also thinks about, okay, what's best for the project? You know, it isn't always about your self-interest if it's at the expense of the other party, you know, or, you know, maybe taking the profit, a smaller profit too quickly. But if you held on a little bit longer, you actually altogether might get a better return. So it's, it's not an easy thing. There's a lot of learnings um, along the way. Yeah. Uh, and I think you definitely need support around you, like a good accountant, a good broker, um, and definitely good, good property lawyers. Um, 
yeah, it's not it's not for the timid. <laughs> and what about for yourself? Because you've changed quite a bit in regards to getting out there and uh, networking and so forth within the community. Yeah, haven't yeah. you? You've had a bit of a bit of a kind of uh, a bit of an evolution of your of how you deal with things and how you interact with the community, haven't you? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think. Um, you know, I started just being, you know, part of the audience um, in amongst the crowd. Um, but then I've, I think I've stepped up. I think I talked to you earlier about, you know, it's an opportunity. This, this community does provide an opportunity just to develop like self-leadership um, and leadership within the community. Um, I know that people that have been very successful are the ones that have been willing to share, you know, their highs and their lows, um, their learnings and, you uh, and I saw that was that was about the key criteria for success, you know, in property um, is being able to, um, you know, be authentic and be real and, and to share um, and to give value. Um, and, uh, and certainly with the I Love community in, um, I mean, I've had experience in Sydney, Brisbane and now Adelaide. It's a community that, you know, you can make great friendships, um, you can build networks um, and, and last night I, I'd organised um, a catch-up. We'd, we'd been locked down um, for a week, um, nothing like Sydney and, and, and Melbourne, um, but I think we're all suffering from cabin fever and, uh, and people really appreciate the social, the social catch-up, so I've been organising that from time to time. Um, and out of that I've got some real, really great friends, but I've also got really good networks now in terms of, you know, um, you know who, were, who were some of the good tradies, you know, who were people in contact on this issue, you know, um, what do you think about this property? So we do share information um, and that's what I think is, is pretty amazing. So apart from the, the boot camps and the live stream, to be able to sort of interact with your state-based um, community is fantastic. But, but I think you've got to be involved. That's one of the things I, I've learned that, you know, I probably wasn't much of a networker before, but I really love it now. If I I'll say to Michael, if I don't have a coffee, like a, at least one coffee catch up with someone that's involved in property um, that I kind of feel like, I don't know, I feel, um, yeah, I just feel like I'm connected, you know. Um, and, and I suppose the biggest change for me is that I, I did actually give up the corporate job. I leant into my fear and um, and decided to to transition out of um, full-time work. And now, you know, property is my life. Property is my business. Um, and, and and changing from a, you know, employee mindset to now being, you know, like, in a way, I kind of call I call it like being an investorpreneur. You know, I'm investing in property, um, and my business is is in investing property mm. investing. And you've also got your your husband involved now too. Yes, he's Mr. Airbnb, um, so he knows all the booking systems now. And because uh, he's got a background in tourism and hospitality, uh, he's absolutely fantastic in in, in um, speaking and helping. Um, the people are coming to the um, to the property, especially the people from the regions. Um, uh, you know, they're they're elderly, they're sick, they don't have very good medical services, and they're having to come to Adelaide for the specialist care. Um, he's trying to work his way through the bureaucracy of the health department, and he's quite happy to ring up the minister if there's issues that these people are experiencing. Um, he advises them about the patient-assisted transport system, how they can get some subsidies from the from the government, um, and um, yeah, it's been actually really, really good. And they're loving the, the the hospitality and the fact that we're literally across the road from the from the hospital. 
Um, it's been really, really good. So we feel like whilst it's a profit-making venture, we're actually providing a, you know, a service to the community. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. A, couple of, a couple of our tenants are doctors at the hospital as well. Which is oh, nice. nice. Yeah, 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 nice, nice. Yeah, nice. yeah. And it was great too, like, as I said, you know, during COVID, you know, we were like literally COVID proof because even when they shut down that elective surgery, we still had patients coming in to stay. Awesome, awesome. Now, getting back onto another deal that you've done, that you've, you did do a three townhouse uh, oh, yes, purchase yes, as yes, well. Yes, and, yes, uh, yes. and that's gone quite well for you, hasn't it? Yes, it has. So we... This was a joint venture. Um, this one was with my brother, an accountant and an architect. And we uh, formed a company and a unit trust and bought uh, a uh, property by the seaside at Thurul, Sydney, um, three townhouses on a single title. Um, it's been cash flow positive. And we're in the process of, it's a bit of a long-winded process of, of getting them to strata title. We've still got to make some conditions. Obviously, we've got to get firewalls in and we've got to, there's a few, um, uh, let's just say, not to code um, construction, we'll call it parts of the building that we've got to remove and replace uh, in order to make code. Like when you do the strata, sometimes it brings up, you know, issues about non-compliance with building code. Um, it might have been okay while well, it was, you know, back in the whatever 60s or 70s, um, but today's standards are a lot higher. Um, so we've got to meet, um, meet requirements. And then they, I think they, the other day they asked for a traffic management report. So it's all these little, it's kind of happening incrementally. But we had an appraisal done um, about a week or two ago. And um, um, yeah, it's quite a, it's, yeah, we bought it for 1.7. And they, they reckon once we've got it started title, that it's about $3.4 million. Um, so potentially um, a good return. So potentially a good return is about 1.7, doubling. Yeah, doubling. Doubling, doubling your money. Doubling. Awesome, um, awesome. And it's cash flow positive. Yes, yes, cash flow positive. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, and know. that's one I've, I've, I've invested. I had, again, 200K in my super. Um, and obviously there's complexities around super when you're investing in super related parties, unrelated parties, um, you know, it's not, it's something that, you know, you need to get really good advice on. Um, and that was a, one of the learnings that you can actually do a lot with your super. Um, and I thought, you know, that I had reached my limit in terms of what I could borrow and, and um, the equity that I had. But then I realised through different learnings, teachings, um, and obviously through, um, you know, the, the specialist advice on super that you can actually do a lot with super, but you've got to, Treat carefully because there are, you know, you know ATO requirements uh, that you need to make sure that you meet. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And and what was do you know what the cash flow um, position is positive wise? I think we get about a six about a six percent um, yield. So you're getting a six percent yield. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. But for me, it was more the equity. The equity is really, I mean, it was a long-term hold. Um, and now we're, we're sort of in that second, um, second up cycle in terms of, you know, Sydney's, you know, the peaks and troughs. Um, so now we're going through a second, a second wave. Um, and it's also that ripple effect, you know, with Sydney itself, you know, prices go crazy. Well, the, the regions, you know, um, start to, or, or, or the outskirts of Sydney also 
and we'll say Newcastle go crazy, Wollongong. Um, and that coastal strip is really important. So I tend to like properties near near a coast or um, or near some kind of major job hub. Yeah. Fantastic. And so for you at the moment, um, you've managed to quit your corporate life? Yes, quit the corporate life. Yep. And and how have you gone? Have you, you can survive now with enough income without the corporate life? Is that right? Um, well, it's been an adjustment. So um, I've had to rethink um, even my JV agreements about how I can get some cash flow because otherwise your earnings are very lumpy. Uh, you get them sort of at the end of a project. Um, so now what I do is I charge either a project management fee, I build in a project management fee, or I have milestone payments so that I don't, I'm not paid at the end of the project. Um, so it might be at the, you know, after the, the we've purchased the property, we've settled, there'll be a payment. Um, if I do a renovation, it'll be completion of the renovation and then the rest of it will come at the end, end of the project. So that I can get a little bit of some cash flow coming through. Yeah, awesome. And now how, because you've had quite an in increase in your assets, haven't you? Since you've joined, how 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 is it stacked up for you? Yeah, I suppose my my I'd say overall my net worth has increased, um, and and again this is sort of like as we are now. I mean, obviously these other properties once we sell, um, and once we do that in Adelaide that construction project, I mean there's even more to be gained. But I've gone from like about a million dollars to to two million dollars, um, and these are with some of the smaller deals. So it's been increasing um but the pro the, the projects that are sort of in train um you know i probably it'll probably be another million dollars um so um so i'm kind of doing a bit of a combination you know trying to um maintain some cash flow in terms of income um then do some chunk deals um and then do some bigger some bigger deals which may involve um, building up my super because I'm I am using my super in a couple of deals and rolling them rolling them through to another project you know and usually in a joint venture where you know I might only be contributing 200k but I know that I'm going to get a, a much bigger return on that mm. probably doubling my super oh that's awesome that's yeah, fantastic so yeah. is growing the cake is getting bigger <laughs> yeah, fantastic. And it seems like it's getting faster. Yes and no. Some things take a long time. So the more this 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 one in um, Adelaide, um, the second project, I mean that's a that's a long that's a long burn. <laughs> so awesome. but the, the but the returns will be bigger, you know. Yeah. Um, yep. I've done some that have been, you know, under six months, a year, and then this one's the longest one that I've done. Yeah. 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 A bit of a mix. Love to mix it up. Indeed, indeed. I was having trouble keeping track of all, all the ones oh, you've done. We were seeing before, and it's like I'm having trouble keeping <laughs> yeah. how many deals and how they how they all line up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. excellent, excellent. Because so, I'm not doing because I'm, I'm not doing so many like renos and flips. You know, um, I don't need to do too many deals. One or two a year is enough. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good. 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 Well, look. Um. The. The thing I want to kind of like have a look at now from your side is you you've mentioned that the the true currency from your point of view now is time. Do yes. you want to just expand on that, especially now that you're you're in a position where, obviously, 
equity wise is 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 increasing yeah. this is all coming back and you've you've quit your corporate life and so forth what, yeah. what do you mean by time is yeah. your true currency how do you how do you perceive think, that I, I think my philosophy has really changed i used to think that money was the most important thing um now i realize that there's more to life than money um and i should kind of use that 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 term a bit you know it's one of my bylines um and I also believe now about, you know, it's about living abundantly. Not, it's not just, it's not all about money. Um, so some people think I might be a bit obsessed with property, but to me, it's a, it's a means to an end. Um, and and what, I, what I realized is, and maybe that, well, that was that moment, you know, when I left my daughter behind on, you know, when I was pupil free day, um, is that the thing, the current, the thing that I, I had the least of was time. Um, so I do now appreciate that time is is the is the most important currency because it um, and and obviously doing property, you know, as a as a business allows me a lot more flexibility. I mean, certainly at times in a project, um, you know, you know, you're focused on that, but to deliver a result. Um, but I find that I've got more control over my time and um, and I've got more time freedom. And ultimately, it is leading to, you know, that that ultimate time time freedom you know um so and having that balance you know of, of, of you know working on, on projects as then spending time with family and friends um i mean one, one, funnily enough one of the things that i that drove me to 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 quitting the corporate life is that there were so many amazing events um that i love real estate were running and i'm going if i go to brisbane if i go to adelaide or sydney how am i going to do that if i've got a job you know <laughs> And also do projects. So I thought, no, nah, something's got to give. Something's got to give. And so the job had to give. <laughs> so so you you gave up your you, you gave up your corporate life so you could come along to Dimpner's events. That's right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're having so many of them. It's <laughs> uh, hilarious. Good on you. Good on you. Now, um, the other thing is about um, skills, skills from where you've come from to where yes. you are now. Do you want to just yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um, I think sometimes people underestimate, um, you know, the skills that they have and how transferable they are to property development or pro property um, investing. And, um, you know, I was leading large teams responsible for multi-million dollar budgets, um, um, you know, looking at uh, managing uh, procurement contracts, um, managing contractors, um, hiring people, interviewing them, um, uh, implementing IT systems, uh, managing stakeholders, clients, um, legal documents, business continuity. I mean, I just had all this experience. Um, and it, and it, it's kind of, I had this light bulb moment once that I could actually apply all of this, especially once, you know, the learnings through Dimpter that you can actually, you know, you need to run your property projects. You're going to be you know, in the business of real estate. You, you are actually running it as a business. And I realised that all well, in my corporate life, I was running a business for, for other people. Um, so why couldn't I bring those skills into, into my own business? And that, that was a bit of a realisation that, you know, often your skills are transferable. And some of your skills may not be um, fully complete, um, you know, at this time, you know, point in time, but that's, you know, you can learn through, through I Love Real Estate. You can meet people that have, that have got the skills that you don't have so you can, you know, fill the gaps that you, you don't have at the moment. Um, so that's why JVs are really good. Like if you're not a tradie, um, you know, you can match yourself with a, with a tradie or a builder. You know, if you're not um, very good at bookkeeping, well, there's, I know there's bookkeepers and accountants in amongst our community. Um, if you're not the 
good at writing you know you might be more of a number cruncher you can match yourself with someone else so so whether you've got them now um, you can certainly tap into the knowledge that's in the community um, um, and of course you've got your experts you know that have got you know got qualifications and a license to 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 do certain things on your behalf um, so yeah def- that, that, that was a learning that you know you, you do have skills that are transferable mm. And did you, you you mentioned a little thing about self leadership? What 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 is really what you mean by self leadership? Um, so self leadership is, I mean, if you make a decision to do this full time, like to change your career or to transition, um, it does require leadership. So that so that was that was probably the, one of the things is that I knew I couldn't just you know jump ship straight away. I actually had to have a plan. So if, if this was something that I wanted to do, that I had to show, you know, to myself and to my family that I had the the, the leadership within to to make it actually happen. Otherwise, I would just be talking about it. You know, I'd be, I'd be a wannabe. Um, so so ambition, the passion, being organised, planning. You know, uh, really having um, you know a strategy around how I was going to make that transition was really important. Um, and because I had to prove it to myself that I could do it and I had to prove it to other people. Um, and one of the things I did actually, I, I um, this is when I was in Brisbane, um, I actually did a vision board. Um, and of course, one of the things that's on there, in fact, it's sitting right next to me, my vision board, it's just here. And I've got here, um, investor, property developer. Um, and uh, so that was about, okay, I'm going to have that self-discipline to be looking at this thing every day, twice a day, um, and be very focused. Uh, so, so that was that was the thing that guided me to to actually make the leap, you know, because I realised I was actually living a life that was so distant from my vision board um, that I was not in congruence with with my what I had dreamt about my future. Um, so I wanted to create my future, and that was sort of that self leadership that this was going to be my life, you know, and I made it happen. And the, and the and the vision board was actually my power tool to do that. So, yeah. That's, that's actually a really cool point. That's a really cool point. And I think I love how you've described it, that it was your power. What did you say, your PowerPoint? My power tool, my power tool. Oh, your power tool, like a power tool, like a, like a tradesman's power tools. Yeah, yeah. well, that was, my, that was about being focused, you know. And I, I had never done one of these before. And I, I'm not really a woo-woo person, but when I did that, had that experience of creating one, um, it's like all the words found me. It was quite, quite, quite a cathartic experience, and um, and it's with me all the time. It was I did it when I was in Brisbane, um, brought it back to Adelaide, and um, I have it with me all the time. Um, I even put it on my um, on my as my wallpaper, my screen thing on my phone. So every time the phone rang, I'd be looking at it. So it's constant reminder that Mary, you've dreamt this life. You know, you've got to make it happen, and I have made it happen, and that's that's kind of that self. That belief in yourself. And don't worry, I've had doubts too. Don't worry, I've had days and bad days, um, but this thing always gave me that confidence and the courage and the um, the conviction that I could do it. And so I can, I can take off some of it. Some of it I'm not so good at. I mean, I need more time for self care. You know, a few holidays would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I like the boot camps. It got me got me out of out of home and could chill out a little bit. Like an, like an air- ones were really, and the Sunshine Coast ones were good too, and I was part of Platinum. Yeah. Bit of R&R as well as learning. 
Fantastic, fantastic. Um, thank you so much, Mary. This is this has been awesome. How is everyone else feeling? I, I I don't know. I haven't looked at the chat. Any questions? How have how is how how have we gone? How is have you enjoyed, Mary? Have you got some insight into pretty amazing experience? You've done some you've done some really fascinating things. You've you've obviously just from a monetary point of view, assets have doubled and they're in the process of going up again. You've done some pretty amazing, like pretty complex deals, stacking strategies, joint ventures, and um, deals with just love with your brother oh, and other things God. as well. And you, and I'm sure that uh, Adelaideans are very happy to have you there to be able oh, to help right. out the local community as well. We're small, but we um, always say it's about one degree of separation in Adelaide. Everyone knows everyone. Um, but they're a nice, really good group, really, really good. And, and a lot of them have become great friends. You know, we've even um, had the chance to showcase our own projects, you know, come over, I'm just about to put the property on the market, come and come and do a tour of my, my, my new, you know, renovation. Um, so it's been really, really good. Actually, Mary, that, that point, that's a really interesting point. You, we, we spoke about this a little bit before. Can you expand on that? Because this is something that I think that um, we'd love to see more of within the communities because this is this is local knowledge, isn't it? Yeah. This is having your mates in the market, it's locals. Can you just expand on that specific point there? Yeah, so I think I think people need to contribute to the to the community. I mean, the fact that we have got these state-based Facebook groups, um, it's a great opportunity for people to, um, you know, seek recommendations, to share stories um, and and to share real deals. That's what I really like when we went to the the end of year conference um, was the inspiration you get from you know real real cases what people are actually doing. Um, but you know just during the week, any time you know like if you're having a good day or a bad day or you've had success, you know we want to share each other's wins and and support each other. But it's also inspiration. Um, so people are doing some amazing, amazing things and, um, and being able to showcase that and applaud um, and, and just to learn, I think, is really, really incredible. And, and I found that the people here in Adelaide, it is a small community. We can, you know, get around easily. Uh, we haven't been, you know, hugely affected by, by lockdown. And um, it's very, it's just, yeah, a very supportive group. And um, last night's dinner, there were some incredible projects that people were doing. And I did encourage one or two people, hey, put a post up, share your story, you know. Um, don't, don't, you know, don't sit in the shadows. We'd love to hear what you're doing, you know. And could you could you give a little bit of an example of the, the learning from others by sharing deals and renos and compare prices, that, that specific point? Yes, definitely, definitely. You're able to, you know, share information about who's a good tradie, um, you know, what prices have you got on something, is this reasonable, um, or even helping out with if a trader couldn't come onto a job and, hey, I really need someone, you know, today it's really important that I have this electrician in and we've been able to, you know, support each other. Um, so, yeah, it's, 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 it's really, you know, sharing your, your, your black book pretty much, you know. Um, uh, and, and I think people, are, the more generous you are, the more value that you can add, um, you know, is, it, it'll, it'll come back to you. I do believe in that karma. Absolutely. You know when you meet someone. Yeah, yeah. Someone's support. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Now we've got a couple of people that are kind of firing away some really positive comments, which is which is really beautiful to see. Um, and I think Paul was saying he's going to get along to the next Adelaide catch up. Good on you, Paul. Um, Sharon was asking about where, but that's probably something a little bit more local for Adelaide, isn't it? For one specific deal. It's a buy. <laughs> 
Experience analysis. Yep, indeed. Uh, and then uh, Dee was asking, did you set up a consultancy trust before transitioning to full-time and leaving the job? Yes. 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 Okay. Very good. Excellent. Uh, and did you have a nest egg to live on a bit before you get income built into deals or did you set up deals before leaving work? Uh, no, definitely had a nest egg. You have to have a buffer. So that was part of my transition plan. I gave myself six months to get that, to have a little nest egg. Okay, good. Yeah, because she was asking about the risk mitigation about your transition. Yeah. Yeah. That was a nest egg. Excellent. Excellent. Um, did you choose a strategy first, then find a deal, or did you just look for a deal? That's from Joe. Um, strategy first. Strategy first. Because what I, what I do is I test the strategy before I find a particular deal. So I'll, I'll kind of do the reverse FISO. Um, look at, here's a strategy. Look at other properties where that strategy has been applied. Um, see whether it stacks up and then try and try and find something that matches that. Yeah. And then, and then I know just my six, for example, I love corner blocks, you know, with there's a land component. Um, so I look specifically for those, yeah. uh, but that, that, that kind of came out of experience, but now I particularly look for those. Excellent. Uh, good, good. That's for Joe. And Bruce was asking, how do you buy a $1.7 million property with 200K from your super? I think he might have mentioned the, the, the joint venture portion joint, of it. Yeah, so we, had, we, had, we did have borrowings. I wasn't the borrower. Um, and, and each party made a contribution, cash contribution. Um, so no, I didn't fund that all myself. That's why, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do that deal with 200K. I, that's why I needed the joint venture partners. Excellent. And that's I think what, that's, what, that's what leverage is. And that's what you're very good at. Mm. <laughs> do you want to, how do you understand leverage? Um, leverage is make, uh, achieving more than, than, um, than is, I suppose, is within your, within your own resources by leveraging off other people's resources in terms of time, money, skill, um, yeah, expertise. Yeah, excellent, excellent. And now Jared's asked a question, which is probably a good one to wrap up as well, because Jared's asking is, uh, said, my goal is like yours. Any general advice for someone starting out with no capital? What would you say to that one, Mary? Well, it's probably a couple of things. Um, I think Dinfinite teaches this. Um, I would dig very deep into the skills that you have. Um, really know what your strengths are. Um, because potential, potentially you could, you could capitalise on that in the sense that you may have skills that someone else could benefit from. For example, if you know how to do FISOs or know how to do, you're a good bookkeeper, um, you know, a project needs good financial, financial skills. Sometimes projects unravel because they haven't managed their finances properly. Um, so you could offer um, your services into a joint venture with, with those skills. Um, if you're hands-on, you could be, you know, a working partner. Um, the other one is, is being a spotter, you know, really understanding how to search for properties, how to do um, due diligence and doing a FISO. Um, you, you might be able to earn, you know, 5K here, 10K here. Um, so there's quite a few 
ways of doing things without the cash. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, and now we're just on the one o'clock. We probably should wrap it up. I think what D is asked here is a corner block. Uh, is the corner block you look for subdividing or building on easier? Why do you like corner blocks? What strat what strategy is that for? Sub subdivision. Cool. It's got to be the right, to be the right size um, in the right zone. Yep. Excellent. Not, Excellent. Not all corner blocks are equal. Yeah, yeah. Mary, thank you so much. Thanks for, for kind of like coming on and, and sharing, sharing, you know, some insights into what you've accomplished. Um, it, and it's just, it's so nice to have you within the community and taking that role of looking after others and, and, and helping out being a mate in the market for many others, especially in Adelaide and, and for sharing here as well. So um, yeah. it's been really much appreciated. So thank you so much. Um, it's an absolute pleasure and um, I'm sure we'll see you around and anyone who's in Adelaide make sure you get along to those Adelaide meetings so, right. so that you can you can catch up yeah yeah so we have the official one that Andrew Cubank puts together and then then there's this social catch-up which we have probably every second month yep Indeed. So go on to the Facebook the state-based Facebook page and this is a good point as well. So for anyone else who's around the country in different areas as well, we do have state-based and location-based groups. So if you haven't already, join those groups um, and connect up with others in and, and find your own mates in the market as well. Uh, Mary's just shared exactly how, how valuable that is. So it, it'd be good for you to, to connect with others in your local area as well. So... Uh, Mary, thank you. Excellent. Right. I think we might leave it there, hey? Uh, the, oh, sorry, how do we find the state-based groups? Okay, so it's under the community tab of the members-only website. So on the members-only website, far right-hand side, it has a community tab, drop-down menu, it'll say local groups. Tap in there, it'll have all the local groups around Australia. They're, those groups um, have been set up, but they are looked after and managed by students so such as such as mary's looking after adelaide and on, on some of the groups so are others looking at uh looking after other uh meetups around the country as well great way to stay connected mary thank you very much we might end off there okay bye everyone Enjoy. okay thanks everyone <laughs> okay bye. see everyone now bye